When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time to chat some bollocks about fanny tits and bum. No topic is off limit for these potty mouth found mums. So tell us all your secrets, we like to share the truth. About saggy tits and anal warts and ice cubes up your hoof. No, no holes barred. Hello. Hello. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. Happy New Year. No, we've Wait done a minute, that. We've done this. We've no, done that. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> what day when did we do it when did we do it oh yeah we did it we did it monday monday, monday that's right it's now Why thursday is it when i haven't seen you like I've, i just feel like i haven't seen you i know and we get very i am giddy. actually on a on a bordering obsessed with you oh this film flattered and flattered like, i love watching your stories i love everything <laughs> you do <laughs> in love with you um i uh well we've been chatting for half an hour haven't we we have we've had a full-blown convo before we even started yeah but then that always happens the little conflabbers it does we need to just touch base touch base literally (laughs) imagine if we did touch base every week that would be lush it would um well i mean look it's bloody 2021 no it's not it's not actually (laughs) we don't want to live that year again I can get. I don't even know who I am. My kids have only like today's my first child-free day, and you're here with me. In you lucky 19 bitch. Million days. This <laughs> Nineteen first million days. One. I'm elated. I feel so. It actually. I, I can't believe this word's going to come out of my mouth. I feel a little bit, just ever so slightly bereft, slightly, just a little bit. Oh man, because I, I spent so mean. much time with them. Yeah, and like. Especially Oliver, because he had way more time off than Edith because she goes to an excellent nursery that's just open all the time. Thank God. Yeah, thank the fucking Lord. She was booted out on Wednesday. Is that right? Yeah, Wednesday. So yesterday, yesterday, me and Oliver went to IKEA, little Aww. road trip together. It was so sweet. He's he's just very sweet. He's a very sweet boy. We had a great time. He loved it. He fucking loved IKEA. My kids love it if they go there and they leave with something. And the biggest yes, issue that I have is something. that for everywhere that we go. The, re- the requirement is high to leave with something. So it's I like, know, I'm going it? to the corner shop. I'll come with you, mummy. And you're thinking, I'm not going to leave without you fucking getting something. Yeah, it's bad, isn't it? I love my kids so much. You know, you're like, I don't want to spend any goddamn money on you. <laughs> no, isn't my love enough? Yeah. Enough enrichment for your life. <laughs> Can I just tell you, Laura, that your name on uh, Zoom is actually SAG. It's not even Yeah, slack. I accidentally <laughs> missed the L. <laughs> Because the annoying thing is, is that my Zoom has it just my Zoom is Laura Belvin, because obviously sometimes I have to be, you know, Profesh. not unprofessional. Yeah. Um, and imagine being a slag on your Zoom session <laughs> with your fucking psychologist. Don't go down that well. <laughs> so it automatically comes up as Laura Belvin. And every time I come to do this meeting, I'm like, you have it, to change it, it. Can't, it can't be Laura Belvin. I have to change it to slag. But, <laughs> but yeah, it's. Sag. Sag. Um, <laughs> how have you been? How's your week been? I mean, in the four days that we haven't spoken to each other, what's gone down? Anything exciting? Well, my kids have gone back to school, which has mm. been precious. Major, major, major. Yeah. How was the uh, emotional sort of state of your house with the uh, going back to school? Was it 
calm, serene, or was it chaos? Mate, it's, it's never calm and serene. Uh, so Toby um, just decided on the night before that he was going back to school to just not go, just, I'm not going to go to sleep. Oh, no. What I prefer to do is come downstairs every 40 to 50 seconds and say, I can't sleep. And then I'm going to get you to carry me back up to my bed and say, yes, you can, Toby, it's time to go to bed. And then by the time we get our ass cheeks on the fucking sofa, he's, he's back, back downstairs again doing it. <laughs> Oliver does that a lot. So, yeah, you could imagine the fucking eye bags he had around his face. Oh. What da- I don't even, I hate January. I just do. Yeah, I do. I don't I get me wrong, it. I birthed a child in January. So it's a precious time. It was the first time I became a mother. But January lasts such a long fucking time. So long. Everyone's broke. The weather is atrocious. Steve's tiptoeing out while picking his nose right now. I just want to let you know of the absolute sexual magnetism (laughs) of my husband. Tiptoeing while picking his nose. Just walk out of the room. Don't look at me. Don't look at me. me. Don't look at me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, How are you? How are you? Um, I'm all right. Yes, yeah, just I've still been looking after kids. So I don't I don't feel like my new year. I've done the mm. old. What are these things called? Two fingers. The two fingers. Dib, dib dab dob. Dib dab has actually started. In my mind, I was like, mm, well, I've still got the kids. So I'm certainly not going to stop eating all these chocolates because what else have I got to live for? And so I'm not going to you know, be productive and I'm not going to do any work because they're here. So today is my first day. Back in business, 2022. Gonna smash it. So let me ask you a question. Yeah. Are you, when it gets to the new year, new me, bullshit, which by the way, I don't believe in, but are you the type of person when you have all the bad stuff in your house, will you throw it away? So you know what's in what's interesting, Laura? I feel like this is a little bit of personal growth that I've uh, managed to make over the last year. Yes, I've always been that person, and it it robs the opposite of me um, when it comes to stuff like that. His mentality is, "Oh my god, we still got all this food. I'm just going to eat it all in one go." Mine is, "Fucking get it out of house, get rid of it. If it's here, I'm going to eat it." But this year, I haven't done that amazing i haven't done it firstly for what it's reason? incredibly wasteful and i you know appreciate that it's really wasteful yeah, I, well this is this is what stresses me out it's it's horrific actually just leave them there and just eat them like a normal human being over the course of the next week rather than doing one binge day do you know what i mean I, yeah I, I i i am i don't know am i an exception to the rule am i a rarity Probably. you might be Mm, an oddball I think so a weirdo because I don't cope very well when it's not in my house that's when I'm like oh my god really yeah so my off our treat cupboard is disgusting but it's always disgusting yeah because if it's there I'm like okay it's there I don't have to worry about it I don't know if it's because like the the cave lady in me mm. is always waiting for the apocalypse and so right. i just think well when that happens <laughs> i'm gonna need a twix <laughs> i'm gonna need a kit kat chunky um, and i'm gonna survive <laughs> like the fact Ooh. that i can't run for shit and i have crippling anxiety that would kill me within i don't know hours of an apocalypse <laughs> but at least my cupboards would be full yeah i'd say we do we do always have treats in the house but 
it's like a, it's managed. It's not like excessive. Mm, ours um, is but over excessive. Christmas, it's always excessive because I'll just go and do like a big shop and be like, oh, those look nice. Oh, those look nice. Oh, those. Yeah. Whereas normally I wouldn't do that on a, you know, week by week basis, unless it was a special occasion or something. But um, I did do, once I dropped Oliver off at school today, School run was all right as well, actually. I thought oh, it would be terrific. It? Yeah, it was all right. It was fucking freezing. I was on my bike. I looked like Mate, such a what nerd. The fuck the temperature yeah. at the moment. It has plummeted. It has plummeted, hasn't it? <laughs> we should be news reporters. Can you um, imagine if someone gave us like there's live no way TV? that I can be on live TV with me though? You'd be fine, love. Yeah, but I'd just be like, fucking hell, it's counter date. Oh, yeah, this is the 8 a.m. news. You can't really swear on. Have we ever spoken TV. about that on here? About that time when we were on that thing, that <laughs> live thing, me and you. <laughs> we were told it was last year, so it was during like COVID yeah, times. We were all it? on Zoom. I can't remember. Panel, it. Something. it was a panel, and it was a panel of like proper big <laughs> journalists. And then me and Victoria, and they said, you know, just don't swear. Basically, it's going out to the whole of like the news broadcasting world. Don't swear. And within 40 seconds, Vic said dick. I was like, oh, there she goes. But in my mind, that's not a swear word. Is it? Is dick a swear word? Well, I guess, you know, you could maybe take it back to uh, medieval times and suggest yeah, no. Literally, the only, I think the only words that I consider to be swear words are fuck, cunt. shit and cunt. That's it. Those are my own, that's, I wouldn't say anything else was a swear word. I'd say <laughs> prick, cunt, mm. shit, bollocks, oh, bullshit. Bollocks. Oh, I said bollocks the other day and Oliver was like, bollocks, what bollocks? Hey, it's a very man. bad word you mustn't ever repeat. Oh my god, I just said, oh, I didn't say that. I said pollocks. <laughs> and or uh yeah, which... it's made up word chollocks. <laughs> pollocks. It's chocolate with cat hair. Yeah, he doesn't know. He's only five, mate. <laughs> um, so we've already done the New Year's resolution thing, the fact we're not gonna we're not gonna do a New Year's resolution. I think we need I... to just move past the fact that it's only the sixth of January. Yeah, but God. when this when this podcast comes out, it will be the ninth, tenth, eleventh, twelfth. I don't know. Eleventh. It'll be the eleventh of January. And I can honestly say I feel like I've already spent 40 days in January. Oh god, don't it? It's just long. The days just don't seem it's it's the dreary, shitty yeah, bollocks. So it. dreary. It's like there's no light. I swear, sunshine. It's like, where have you gone? I need yeah, it. I I honestly to God, I would I I do contemplate moving country completely. Yeah. To evade this level of doomness. So you know how I had promised you um funny articles funny articles from around the world yeah and I'm very frustrated with myself because obviously this one is one that I have I I shared in my immediate uh, moment of hilarity because I thought it was hilarious and then I immediately got cross at myself because I thought Jesus Christ that could have been perfect well just use it I'm going to, I'm going don't you don't you fucking worry I'm going to use We've it we've got to discuss it it's just perfect material for this podcast and that's why I got so excited and <laughs> I honestly don't think that there would have been a moment where I could have waited no. long enough to share this with you please bequeath my ears with your words I, I will bequeath your ears <laughs> um woman who made 37,000 pounds a week selling farts 
37,000 pounds a week. I thought it was a month. Oh my God. Well, she was hospitalized for trying to fart too much. <laughs> you know, sometimes uh, when you just say, yeah. what the fucking <laughs> fuck? So a former reality star, so she's she was obviously known, known in the industry. I don't Famous. think he said not for containing farts. Um made £148,000 from farting into jars, has announced her retirement after she was rushed to hospital for squeezing out one too many. <laughs> Steph Matto, 31, from Connecticut. I don't know what I, I don't know why I did an Australian accent with that. Uh, recently found herself on A&E, symptoms of a heart attack after experiencing shooting pains in her chest. Concerns doctors performed blood tests and a echocardiogram. Oh, okay. Uh, but told later the 90-day fiancé TV star that the symptoms were actually caused by excessive gas from her frequent diet of beans, eggs, and banana protein shakes. Mate, the stench of those things, that is a right combo, isn't it? I'm just saying, oh, the market what? has just opened up. <laughs> it has. Make way, body burps. I'm not even kidding you when I say we would, uh, we'd be millionaires Make if we jarred Steve's farts. Oh, well, yeah, and mine. Mine is Steve's Steve, bum holes. Steve's bum is so loose. Yeah, you will, same, you, mate. you will not even... Steve and James, you're making quite a lot of noise. In the in in during he's the warming podcast. up, he's warming up for his new career. Fucking <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> because you know how you can inhale <clears throat> air into your vagina, which obviously your beloved sister's fanny farters. Yeah, um, yeah. they are. They know how to intake air and do a queef. Yeah, I wonder if you can do that into your bum hole. Like it's too tight. In. The hole's too tight. I think. I believe. Even, I wonder if you were to even put a. a a device up there to pump it full of air oh my god that is absolutely that not terrible. recommended i would not no. do that no. and also then technically it would not be just pump no, it would, yeah it wouldn't be it was just had close contact with uranus for like 10 seconds whereas a yeah. fart has made its whole way through your digestive system hasn't it and then it has the potential to be lethal. i don't even know how a fart is made like how does that work is it just pockets of air that get stuck between poos or what and then there's enough, pre- the pressure builds up of the pocket of air that it just has to well, It's a noxious gas, isn't it? <laughs> it's, a, it's a, And like when you put rubbish outside, rubbish creates a, a smell. I need to so look I this guess up, that mate. smell is, is contained in the intestinal tract and then um, performed out of the rectum. <laughs> How is a fart made? Flatulence, also known as a fart, is something everyone experiences. Yeah, no shit. It's the release of intestinal gas, which forms as a result of digesting food. So basically, yeah, it is gas that's just found in the digestive tract that then builds up and has to be popped out. Um, this is like your story. And then I'm giving it's you some facts. Into a fact. Oh, this is oh so exciting. God, it's so smooth. So um, we fart because of the build off of gas in our bodies, typically due to <laughs> this swallowed air. <laughs> like fucking fish just swallowing air. I've just deliberately swallowed to see what it feels like yeah, to swallow air. That's what making fuck- a fart. I've just swallowed air that's now going to come out of my bum. Me, my, maybe mine and Steve's issue with being so windy is that we, we swallow, swallow too, much too much air. Could be that. 
Can Maybe I that? need to just start swallowing air and not swallowing fucking chocolate. Am I am I like swallowing smelly egg air? I don't think so. You know, no, because it gets it's, eggy it's on the way It's not the air out. that becomes eggy. It's the it's the juices in the stomach that turn it eggy. Do you right. know what I mean? Okay. It's the rotting of food. It's if you're having a carbonated beverage, that can also cause gas because obviously it's got gas obviously, in it. Obviously, yeah. 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 Uh, an overgrowth of bacteria in the small intestine. Several conditions can lead to bacteria overgrowth. Well, that's about like, you know, celiac disease, inflammatory bowel disease, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, carbohydrates that haven't fully digested. Sometimes all your food doesn't get fully digested by the enzymes in the small intestines. When partially digestive, carbs reach the colon. Bacteria convert part of that food into hydrogen and carbon dioxide gases. Oh, Jesus. Wow. And that's why they are VV offensive. VV. <laughs> Do you know why I always say VV offensive? offensive? Because my brother-in-law, he was hospitalised once. He had a blood clot, and unfortunately, while being in the hospital, he caught the DMV bug. Right. And I remember Steve and I went to go and visit him, and obviously, he was not in a great way. It was no. he, he had passed the sickness and diarrhea stage. Yeah, and it actually said on his medical chart when we went in to visit him that his bowel movement was VV offensive. So, <laughs> <laughs> medical technology I've never ever forgotten that so like Steve will always say I've just gone for a poo and it's VV offensive up there <laughs> oh my our god poor, our poor brother-in-law my oh. poor brother-in-law so all of that gas that you're swallowing that's getting created in your intestines all those carbs I mean I eat so many carbs that's probably the reason I'm such a farty cunt yeah, but just I eat a fucking dick load of carbs. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm definitely a parking papa, but... But then I reckon that I, you know, my ancestry, <laughs> uh, I've inherited um, sensitive bowels from my family. Like, my mum's got IBS. My sister's got IBS as well. Oh, and, your, sister, uh, your sister's got sort well, of... She's got things going on, isn't she? Diabetes. <laughs> um so all of that gas right it's got to go somewhere so something's your body absorbs some of it and then when too much of it gathers in the upper part of your colon and puts pressure on the colon wall you can feel pain in your abdomen that's not true not all the time or even all the way up into your chest it says here so she must have had an absolute backlog have you not ever had trapped wind in your shoulder before i mean there's a sentence i never thought here shoulder oh good god the pain I've had really bad stomach ache from trap wind and it's like, Oh it's yeah. Trap pain wind is and it's horrible. horrible. I had it the other night. I was like, Oh my God, I'm dying. It's because of I get trapped wind sometimes when, and it feels like a baby moving inside my stomach. Yeah. It's mental, isn't it? Yeah. But yeah, having it in your shoulder, it really hurts. You always think like, Oh, I'm actually dying. Uh, it says some, sometimes you may experience more flatulence than usual. Increased farting can stem from a natural body reaction or in some cases an underlying medical condition. At uh, a time of day, so the end of the day, you're going to fart more. Yeah, I would have thought that. Don't you reckon? Yeah, well, I guess it depends. Yeah, because, but Steve doesn't. Steve, he farts He's all day consistent. round. From the moment he wakes up, he will fart all day. Rob said he knows when I'm awake at night because I fart. He's like, when you're asleep, you don't fart. But when you're, <laughs> I know you're awake, so I'll just hear a, because mine take a little bit of, I don't know, effort to get out. There's not just sliding out. I've got to push always. <laughs> I do have involuntary I do have like involuntary farts where it just happens. I'm like, oh shit, the bed. Normally in public situations. <laughs> in I front see of people Steve in meetings. Like physically shifting and I know it's coming. Yeah. Um pregnancy, yeah, we know that one. Menstruation as well can make you fart more. Yeah, but then I feel like my my farts are hot are hotter when I'm uh, menstruating. Yeah. 
I'd say I'm so. Men- I'm currently menstruating. Oh my good God. My I'm womb. ovulating and oh God, the slime situation is getting out of control. I feel like the it's what? just the slimer. Oh, it's a climb. Like, what the fuck is climb? You climbing Rob? <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> I feel like we are entering the, the pre-menopausal Yeah, this is it, stages. isn't it? It's like extreme versions of everything that just used to kind yeah. of go quite unnoticed. It's now, yeah. I, th- I, I said to Rob, I was like, do I need to change my trousers, mate? Because I feel like I'm like a sludge fest. It's an absolute sludge fest. It was like, this is like sitting in a pool of lube, basically. A pool of slugs vomit. <laughs> Slugs minge excretions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, because I, I I messaged you yesterday, I think it was, didn't I? And I said, if it's not my boobs absolutely fucking killing me in the lead up to my period, yep. then it is that I feel like my womb is going to literally crawl out of my body and go somewhere else. I, I, I would much rather, I dread menopause. I know, I'm getting on HRT as soon as there's a whiff. Of that hormone imbalance my anxiety is already shit thank you very much i i don't yeah i don't need any more hormone imbalance i am gonna get maca root powder i'm gonna snort that bitch up through my fucking nostrils i'm gonna <laughs> shit it out but i, I don't want to i don't want to suffer really badly with menopause fucking i probably terrible. will because my mom did so you know great can't inherit all these brilliant things from her um shall we uh round up the farts lols are you up for selling some farts in some jars that's the i would that's the I, question. Honest, I mean but the thing is i would also do an only fans page with my members of my body members of my body <laughs> dismembered i'm gonna hack my arm off i'm gonna put it on fans only Someone I'd, buy that. I'd make a lot of money for that yeah you would some weird fucking absolute lunatic that would be up for that I, i'm also not going to do that but i would my armpit like a crease in my leg you know like my fucking eyelashes I'd do all of that. What would you do with it? Just put a picture up of it. Yeah. I might even do it and see how well it goes. Yeah, do it. I mean, funny, that woman, she literally just started an OnlyFans page on the, not an OnlyFans page. She started a business on the basis that she would fucking fart into a jar. So true. Like. You can sell anything these days, can't you? You can sell anything. (laughs) You can sell hot, smelly air. <laughs> with absolutely no guarantee that you've genuinely done a fart in a jar. That's the sort of complicated bit for me. I'm like, who's believing that that fart is genuinely trapped in there? You've got to, you've got to really move fast to get the lid on. Oh, no. you? I wonder if she has an assistant. Probably. PA. <laughs> PA. Bomb <laughs> assistant. <laughs> fart collector. Watch this space. No holes website. <laughs> we saying jarred farts. I wonder if you could pay more money at like certain times a month. So like if you were to fart into a jar while you're scarfing, whether you would be able to sell more of like the ovulation fart. Probably. I mean, at the end of the day, if I was going to do that, I would absolutely be conning people out of that. I'd be like, yeah, I fought in that jar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. Oh, it, was just, it just wasn't a bad one. Give me $37,000, motherfuckers. I think she would have had to have like provided, I don't know, maybe a photograph of her fighting into it or a oh, video I'll bet you any of money. her fighting into it. And when you think, it. if you think of like a, an, you know, like a jam jar, mm. you could really get that right over your anus to make yeah, sure mom. that it was airtight. You'd have to provide a, a certificate of anal what, authenticity. authenticity. Yeah. <laughs> This is fart number 465. 
Oh, I wonder what's happened to her now if the excess air has been absorbed. Oh, the fact expelled. that she thought she was having a fucking heart attack <laughs> because she had had too many beans and eggs. Oh, that just sounds so Is horrific, that, that diet anyway. What yeah. a banana protein shake fart just oh, makes me gag. She needs to eat a wheel of cheese and then Mate, that's what fart. the gym smells like, Ooh. isn't it? That's why I hate the gym. It smells of banana protein farts. It just smells of man sweat and fart and penis. Yeah. A bit do you know what I mean? Yeah. What, I what did you say? A bit of bollock. bollock. Just a oh. bit of bollock. He <laughs> said Tony Big Bollock. <laughs> well, Is actually, they'd probably be Tony Tiny Bollock because they're all on steroids. <laughs> That's on just steroids, an assumption. Yeah. It's just we shouldn't make that assumption, but also but it's one that is quite heavily, you know, no. When your neck is wider than your head, something's <laughs> going on. Some, something's not normal there. <laughs> That's not natural. If you're not Dwayne Johnson, I wonder if he takes steroids. Probably. I, I don't know. Who knows? Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on before this gets complicated. All right. Should we have a little agony on? Because we haven't had an agony on for ages, have we? Hi, guys. I've been listening to your podcast from the start. And as a new mum with no one to go for advice, it's made me feel so much better about myself. Oh, sweet. Love that. I am 24 and married. I have an eight month old year daughter. Eight yeah. month year old daughter. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. I have an eight month old daughter. <laughs> My problem is that I have no time at all to look after myself, to shower, eat, go to the toilet or brush my teeth, let alone any hobbies. My baby's so active and constantly on the move. She's constantly trying to come up my leg and doesn't like being put in a high chair. I really don't have any family to help. They live hours away and we aren't close. I have only one friend and my husband works from seven to six. He's an amazing help in the evening, but the days are so long. I feel like I'm in a constant state of anxiety, depression, and I can't see it getting better. I'm speaking to a therapist, but I don't feel like it's happening. Like it's helping. They've suggested antidepressant medication, but my family has a history of being addicted to it. So I'd rather go herbal. Any suggestions on how to manage my time with demanding baby and not want to unalive myself oh that's really shit and really heavy thank you and please keep being raw and real as for people like me who have no female family members never get to hear the actual reality of motherhood being a woman well first of all i can like 100 percent relate to that kind of like constant demand eight months i mean just it's you know you're just coming out of you might not even be coming out of like the complete and utter debilitating exhaustion of a newborn baby yeah and then on top of all of that you've got to fucking deal with the fact that they're on the move yeah. and then you can't trust them with anything because they want to put their fucking mouth around everything yeah it's like that it's age when you so have to just be hard. on them all the time or or they want to be on you like you've got to keep your eyes on them and they yeah. want to just be held or being interactive or whatever you know it is really hard it's a hard age especially when they start moving and also the other thing I'd say to especially with therapy which is something that you also said to me at the beginning and you know I was told by other people too if you're not feeling it and you don't feel like you're getting anywhere with with a therapist you fucking get rid of them yeah you do not invest yourself into an environment that is not positively helping you and any any therapist that is even worth an ounce of respect will always well, understand yeah, that totally and they will that. want you yeah. and they will encourage you to go and find somebody that will help you and it's really really fucking shit because I you know I definitely went through that the last year when you have given time to a therapist and then you find out actually they're not helping you if anything they might be making you feel worse which is yeah. what happened to me 
that you think fucking great I've got to start all over again with someone else but when you find the right person and it all just actually doesn't it fucking hell it's life-changing yeah like one or two sessions with the right person is worth like 100 with the wrong person isn't it yeah 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 definitely 100 million percent yeah I couldn't agree with that more so that's the first step Change therapist. It might take a while. How many did you... So you you got on... Your second therapist was the was one... my second like, therapist, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I, I was fortunate enough because I found her through my friend who's a psychologist. So I was, yeah. you know, I, I, you know, I, I get that I know I know of people who have had lots of unsuccessful situations with therapy where they've just not gone to the right person or that person's not been able to deal with their particular need trauma normally isn't it it's normally yeah. a, a trauma-led thing that you're you're suffering with yeah whatever that might be um but the other thing i say about medication is that there's such a taboo subject around antidepressants and i know why because there's a lot of research to say that long-term use of them isn't great but if you're at a point in your life where you feel like you want to end things or you feel like you can't go on anymore you really have to question what is worth it and why it's important to not knock antidepressants out and be like that's not going to be an just because your family are on them mm, it doesn't, doesn't mean, mean you're going to stay on them no. and also you've got to remember like it, it doesn't have to be forever I think antidepressants can yeah. work really well as a bridge yes. between being in that really difficult dark place yes where you literally there's no hope and you just feel terrible yeah. to you know a couple of months down the line six months down the line, whatever where they just kind of get you to a bit more of an even keel where you feel stable yeah where you feel stable and it's not something that you have to take for the rest of your life but equally if you do there's nothing wrong with that I I always like that analogy anyway with mental health is like if you broke a leg you're not going to fucking walk around on it are you and be like oh yeah Yeah. it's fine because what's going to happen it's going to get worse you're not gonna be able to walk on it and eventually you're probably going to have to be amputated (laughs) yeah (laughs) I mean it will go down green so do it like I just I, I, I I don't think I've ever had Maybe when I was much, much younger, I had sort of like negative views about them, but now I don't at yeah. all. I just, no, I and the same as you, when I was younger, I definitely had negative views on them because I was like, oh, they're really addictive. And I just think I heard a lot of information of what other people felt about antidepressants. I'm currently on them yeah, because that it is my bridge at the moment for being stable off the back of what happened to me last year. Um, and some of the other medication that I've been on, I felt really embarrassed to admit about because I've just felt like there's such a stigma attached to them. But the stigma really needs to be removed because without that medication, I don't know, would I still be here? That has helped me to become stable. And I, I do think that our mental state, when we're not in a good way, it just kind of like it changes our logic and it changes Mm. the way that we see things. And I know that there are natural medications that you can take that act like an antidepressant. Um, I can suggest like looking up because I'm not going to die. I'm I'm not qualified to be able to tell you what to take, but there are things like 5-HTP, which is a natural uh, product to help boost serotonin levels. St. John's wort is another one, isn't it? That kind of acts as like an antidepressant getting your hormones checked would be another massive thing that I would ask you I'd say for you to do because you've just had a baby and you're really yeah. struggling and actually that could have a lot to do with your current hormone yeah you got you got to remember as well that it takes 
about a year for your hormones to return to their properly to return to their normal levels after a baby especially if you're breastfeeding if you're still breastfeeding yeah. then your hormones are going to be completely it's out all of over whack. The fucking place. so I think you have to be really kind to yourself in that respect and remember that and sometimes like when you I think after I had my kids I, I had those moments just feeling totally overwhelmed and completely yeah. just like I had no control over anything my my emotions were all over the place my hormones were going wild just ha- going back to the logic of why you're feeling like that can really yeah. help it can be really helpful it can just be a bit grounding of like okay yeah I am feeling like this but actually it's probably due to xyz rather than it just being like oh my god what's going on because then you can just spiral and you know escalate things in your mind so what's happening yeah. when they're not actually happening yeah 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 100 percent um so yeah and then in terms of the baby I mean look Edith's only two and a half and even now I still have a child that I have to have with me all the time like Oliver can go and play in his room and be alone but Edith can't like she has to have eyes on her but with her what I do like especially if I want to have a shower I used to take the um either I take the high chair or I take the bouncy chair into the um, bathroom and strap her into it that's what I used to do. Yeah. And then just put a couple of toys on her high chair. Because eight months old, I'd probably say high chair is probably better than the bouncy chair. They'll probably try but to she does, but the, her baby doesn't even like the high chair. I know, but do you know what? I just think tough shit sometimes. They just yeah. have to get used to it. Because otherwise you can't function. And at the end of the day, you're not going to be the best sort of parent that you can be if you don't put yourself first and no, just and take that, care like, of those I basic needs and it's really difficult because when you have a crying baby that it's so intense and it's so loud and it's so overwhelming you just think fucking fuck off and shut up yeah just give me a break and when you don't have anyone around you it's just constant all the time and obviously your partner works long hours so that's shit as well but you need to almost like find a debrief for you, like an opportunity where, you know, maybe when the baby's gone to bed, I don't know, maybe when the baby's having a nap, if you're able to just take some small moments for yourself and it like, I'm not, it's so fucking hard. Oh, it's, no, and, and it really na- is. Neither of you or I are sat here going, oh yeah, all you've got to do is fucking do something. No. And you're going to feel better about yourself. <laughs> no. It's not going to work that way, but it is about just taking small, small moments for yourself where you can be like, I want to have a shower. Yeah. You might not like this, but you are safe. You are fed. You are everything. All of your needs are met. I now need to meet my needs. Yeah. My needs need to be met. And, and, And I do think that like, I'm sure we talked about this before, but I just think those really simple things of getting dressed, having a shower, getting dressed, brushing your teeth, and getting out and getting out for like yeah. an hour just go for a walk around the park whatever yeah. like they make such a difference to how you feel I just think yeah. they make you feel like operational because <laughs> you're kind of like okay I've got a bit of structure a bit of routine honest to god being outside and having fresh air as you know as much as people joke about it having um, the opportunity to just get outside it's not going to fix everything it won't but if you make it part of like your daily routine, it can be then something that it's like, I need to get out and do that now. Yeah. I know that I felt that like last year when I was pretty much housebound. And then when I started to get out, I recognized when it was like, actually I feel almost suffocated. I need to get out because I'm feeling trapped and everything feels really overwhelming. And yeah. So I think that's like, like really, it's really sound advice, Vic. (laughs) Thanks. Thanks for that. Just remember, so uh, you know, I'm I, I'm not far out of that. I mean, I'm still no. in it. So what I do with Edith if I want to do something now, because also 
Edith, compared to all of us, she's like a really demanding child yeah. in terms of my attention. She wants my attention. She wants to be touched. She wants to be held. She wants me to pick her up when I'm cooking, all this sort of stuff. The baby's probably a bit young for this, but one way that I've got around it now is that I get her involved in whatever I'm doing. Yeah. When I say so if I need to clean something, I mean, I've told you she's a 1950s fucking housewife. She loves it, mate. Give her a duster. Yeah. That's her sorted. But when she was younger, I definitely just, I utilised the high chair and sort of closing a door like when I was getting ready I'd always put toys down on the floor close the door make sure she couldn't get out there's nothing in her vicinity that could be played with and I'll just get ready I've always done that with both my kids like you know done my hair put some makeup on got dressed whatever I've made that like I I have to do that otherwise I do feel like I'm you know I don't know, not present or something. It's weird, isn't it? I think in summary, don't push away the idea of um, medication. Go and talk to a professional because we are not professionals. Have a, a definitely also think about getting your hormones checked. And there are loads and loads and loads of supplements that can help to support that. Are there not, Victoria? No, oh, indeed. You know what we haven't mentioned, though? You said about making friends. Yeah, oh, yeah, I think that is such a difficult thing to do. When it is, especially mom. when you feel stuck. Like I yeah. didn't, I I made friends when I had Elliot, but it first three months I didn't go to anything. I felt really isolated. I felt really lonely, and it was horrible because yeah. I didn't know how to get out of that. I was always, you know, and because he was my first child, I was like, shit. What if I show up and he's the only kid that cries or whatever? And then, and then you go and it's like, oh, actually, it's nothing like that. Mm-hmm. And it ends up being a much more kind of, I don't know, um, nourishing experience. I mean, you're going to get the cunt mums. You are. Yeah. But then out, standard, of, out of that group of cunt mums, you are going to find people that are kind of like your people. Yeah. That you enjoy and that you get on with. And even if you can make one other friend um, that just gets it i know that's that was really just having that one one friend makes massive massive impact it's a a big step of bravery to to kind of show up at a group and basically leave yourself vulnerable in the hope that someone's going to go hey i'll be friends with you i know yeah but you've got to do it even you know just going to like a baby cast or i'm sure in like your local area you can find out get on the local mum's whatsapp whatsapp group that kind of thing yeah um even though i fucking hate those chats more than anything in the whole world <laughs> they are useful for knowing what's going on <laughs> and the other thing to say to her is to it, it will end that's the other yeah, thing it will it will when you're in that moment you're like oh my god this is gonna go on forever i'm gonna never have another second i'm never gonna have a second to myself but they do get older and they do start to become more independent and the more yeah the more opportunity that you give the baby to be independent by putting her in the high chair when you get in the shower or, I mean, we haven't even mentioned the absolute joyous, joyous gift that is CBeebies. Just put on fucking CBeebies for 10 minutes, plonk them in front of it and go and sit and have a cup of tea on your own. As long as you can see them. And if that 10 minutes turns into an hour, don't feel bad. Don't Oliver watched about eight hours of TV yesterday. Did not care. He's had no. so much attention and everything at the Christmas. Holidays. I was like, Do you know what, for one day. Oh mate, and like that, like my kids, they have so much technology time. Because if if my kids didn't have technology, then I I don't know. I'm pretty sure I would have left by now. (laughs) I honestly would have, or I'd have let my kids play out on the road. Yeah, yeah, like the good. I can see why mums in the eighties were like, yeah, just go on. Yeah, like just it's it's eight a.m. Get out. Don't come back till it's dark. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, that was quite a heavy end. 
considering we started on quite a gassy high note. gassy note that's right but you know what that's what this podcast is all about, it's about yeah. highs the highs and lows. and lows of life and reality of life and we love you all it's not all bloody farts in jars is it not it's all, not farts all farts. And jars. It's, life can't be farts and jars i mean even that poor lady is understanding the horrific nature in which it, it is too far too much too much of a good thing too much of a good thing bad. straining <laughs> straining on the heart vessels literally the, the cardiovascular is under pressure <laughs> um so if you want to send us any stories remember you can send us the voice notes we want to hear your voice notes um you can dm those to our instagram page sorry i've got the order here all wrong uh, i was gonna call we are, we are then. discombobulated <laughs> discombobulated um at our instagram page no holds bob because or what else can they do laura uh, they can also go to what? What did you? What email. Bit did you... you need to email. I need to do. The... <laughs> yeah, email. <laughs> because I, I can't cope with that being the wrong way around. Yeah. Or they can pop us an email at noholesbard at gmail dot com podcast. Noholesbard podcast. <laughs> what did I say? Noholesbard. No. Yeah, mate. It's uh, it's noholesbard podcast at gmail dot com. Please don't ever do it that way around again. Oh, no, I can't it's cope. too much, That's isn't it? Much. It's too much. Too much of my precious little brain. Uh, yeah, we will see you next Tuesday, Slags. See you next Tuesday, bitches. Bye. Bye. Hi, my name is Kay Adams. And to be honest, I'm not so good with the aging process. So I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.